All right. A little bit running behind, but everything is okay. Everything is normal today, somewhat. Some good stuff today. We have some spilt milk, and then uh, I was able to do a, a little bit of research today. Some of the things that we'll cover on today's podcast, the 600 bucks is coming to an end. People want another round of, of stimulus checks. I had to put an outlet in my house. I got some shells from my neighbors plus a parking problem. Providence, Rhode Island wants to give out reparations, pay out money. Um, swan boats got canceled. Boston's going to, or mass is going to force people from out of state to wear masks. Oh, this is a good one. What state drinks the most alcohol? A survey or a study was done. What state drinks the most alcohol? Who is the best type of worker? And what type of worker do bosses like the most? And uh, if we get to it, there was a, a, a scrap yard that is doing something unique when dealing with people who come in with a mask. But I need everybody to hold on for a second because I got to shut the door to the basement. One sec, everyone. Hold on. All right, I'm coming back. All right, I'm back. Uh, of course, right in the middle of my pie, always, always at 6.30, pandemonium at my house when the podcast gets going. But you know what? We're moving on from that. I don't really care. This is Spazzing Out. It is my podcast. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights at 6.30, 6.30-ish. I'd like to be here for 6.30. Sometimes I can't. But we're here. We're rolling. It's great. Subscribe to my podcast. Go to anthonypaziali.com or go to your favorite podcast place. Search spazzing out S-P-A-Z apostrophe N-O-U-T and subscribe. Also, if you're watching me on TikTok, follow me. Don't just watch the live stream. Follow me and join the conversation five nights a week at 630. My Facebook family, same thing. Share this feed right now. Share it. Send it. Share it. Let everybody know that we're live on Spazzing Out. Um, all right, so personal stuff first. Why don't, why don't we handle this? Dude, I, I really have the best neighbors. My neighbors are awesome. My, I call them my moms. My two moms that live next door, Pam and Catherine, are phenomenal. On my way home today from work, thinking about food. You guys know how I am. I work hard. And when I get home, what do I want? Ice cold water. And I want food. And when do I want it? I want it now. But not so much when I walk right through the door because I got to take a shower and I got to do my prep. But when I'm done with my podcast, I want to eat and I want a cold beverage, a delicious cold beverage. I actually didn't even have enough time to make a drink. I'm going to see if I can get my wife to make me a drink. I feel like I have an alcoholic beverage tonight in honor of one of the stories. But coming home, Pam texts me, says, I made you stuffed shells. Pam makes phenomenal stuffed shells. Matter of fact, they're some of my favorite stuffed shells uh, of all time. The only other people that really make better stuffed shells are probably uh, my best friend's mom, Barbara, if I can remember correctly. Back when I was younger, she would make stuffed shells, um, and they were bomb. My mom made pretty good stuffed shells, and my Auntie Lena made pretty good stuffed shells. Um, Love stuffed shells. Awesome. I don't even know what the hell goes in to um, a, a, a stuffed shell. It's regatta cheese or something like that. Regatta. No clue what's in it. I just know that it's really good. I love them. And when I eat them, when I, this is how I like my stuffed shells. I like them so that you can almost pick them up like an appetizer. Get what I'm saying? So like, like not so soft that, that you can't pick them up, but not too hard that it's a hard shell. You can put your hand in, take it out, eat the thing. It's, they're delicious, man. Hard enough from the cheese or something on the outside. Of course, you got to have cheese on the top. And then you got to have regatta, on, I think it's what it is, on the inside. And a little sauce. I like to just grab the whole shell. Suck it. Like, you know, you ever see people eat, um, Jesus, I don't, I don't know, escargot. I don't know what the hell it is. Or the way people eat uh, mussels, they're like, they like suck on the thing. I like to eat my stuffed shells like that. Phenomenal. I had a couple before I came down. I'm not going to lie. I had to, I had to have a little taste. Before I did the podcast, and then I came down while I showered, did all that stuff, caught my stuffed shells. Here's the next best thing. Not only do my neighbors uh, cook for me on our, on the reg, bro, on the reg, they're making me food. Also, they defend my parking space. So I'm on my way home. My, my neighbor's like, hey, there's no parking over here. You're knowing about the time I get home, 
and I get, as I'm pulling down the street, she's making the contractors, there's construction going on in my road, move his truck so that I have a pocket spot. She's out there telling the guy, as I roll up, I hear her telling the guy saying, hey, hey, you got to move. This guy, he lives here. He needs a place to park. You got to move your truck. Boom. Guy moves his truck. I get a pocket spot. Phenomenal. Honestly, you can't ask for better neighbors that will cook, uh, defend your parking spot, and constantly feed you alcoholic beverages. It's it's the American dream. You can't, uh, honestly, it's the best. It, it, it's the greatest. I, I love it. Next thing you know, they'll be over here cleaning and doing the dishes for me. I, I threw that out there as a, you know, maybe they're listening and they'd be like, oh, he wants us to do the dishes? That I mean, I'd love that. If you guys want, come on over. Can't get a key. You guys can do the dishes. So I don't have to do the dishes. I mean, I'm just saying. Not that you would, but, you know, wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Let's, let's take care of them dishes. You know what I mean? But anyways, they were awesome. Uh, on another personal note, if you go to my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, not, not my uh, my TikTok because I, I don't have a picture of it. I posted a picture. So um, over the weekend or the other day, whatever it was, we had an electrical problem, which I snuffed out. I figured it out. At the We thought a fuse was blowing, but I'm like, no, nope, there's no way a fuse is blowing. That's not the problem. But I went down and I checked the fuses. Of course, it's not the problem. Um, there was a bad connection between one outlet and the next outlet so the power wasn't getting through so i had to either change the outlet or i could have just connected the wires you know twisted them back up and put them back in the box and covered it but kaylee went out she bought a um a, a new outlet hi honey dad will you open the door i'm i'm playing muzzle pig okay you put my daughter's playing muzzle pig uh please no comments whatsoever on what the hell you might think muzzle pig is or I'll be showing up at your house. I, I know what my daughter thinks muzzle pig. She made up the name, but muzzle pig sounds like something completely different than what I would call it. I like muzzle pig sounds. I think you know where I'm going, but whatever. Muzzle pig. All right. Show everybody muzzle pig. Here's, here, here's, here's my muzzle pig, guys. And now I know all you perverts are thinking it's something completely different. Muzzle pig is like, you know, when you put something over your wife's mouth and you, and you, you know, get at it. Muzzle pig. All right, honey, what do you need? Open the door. All right, guys, hold on for a second. I got to let my daughter upstairs and then we'll get back down. I'll tell you guys about the electrical outlet. Multiple interruptions anytime I do my podcast. Honestly, these working conditions are, are just unsatisfactory. It's hot down in the basement. I'm actually, I have to actually be in the basement and hang tight. Can't even get a drink. All right, honey, go, 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 go. All right, go, go. Tell mom, to, will you get mom while you're up there? Tell her I need to talk to her. Go, 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 go. Hold on, everybody. I'm coming. Go, go, go. I can't. I don't know. No. You got it. You got it. Go ahead and then shut it behind you, but have mom come here, okay? All right. We're back. Little, uh, little break, little interruption there in the middle. So... We had an electrical problem and I snuffed it out. I figured out that there was a bad connection between the two outlets and I could have just tied the wires together, stuffed it back in the box. Kaylee wanted to have the outlet there. I was like, no, let's not get an outlet. Let's just cover the stupid thing. We don't use it. It's behind something. Anyways, she buys a, a ridiculous outlet, right? So here's the first beef. I'm like, hey, just get a regular outlet, you know, 20 amp outlet. I don't even know if it's 20 amp. It might be 15. I don't really care. I'm not an electrician. So I said, get a 20 amp outlet, you know, the ones that cost like three or four dollars. No, she's going to buy a big ass outlet that costs like 35 bucks because it's got the USB cable stuff in it. And I get the thing and I'm like, yeah, this thing is not fitting in the box. It's not happening. It's not going to fit. Plain and simple. She, she bought the bat, the, like the, she bought the black cock of, um, of outlets. It's a massive outlet. No way the thing was fitting in there, period. I'm like, oh, this thing isn't going to fit. But I wanted to hook up the power. I didn't want to deal with it. So I said, fine. I, I hooked up the back. The, the outlet's not that difficult to put in, right? So you go, uh, what's it, black to gold and white to silver? I think that's how it goes. So you put those in there. You do the ground wire. No big deal. Of course, the thing didn't fit in. So all I did was take electrical tape, and I taped it around the back end of it. Boom. Pow. Oh, hon. What? I, I, I'm doing a story on alcohol. Yeah. Would you mind making me an alcohol beverage for that story? Why do you need an alcoholic 
story. Well, it's kind of part of the podcast, and we're all going to have a quick drink together. Yeah, I'd like to Would you do that? Is that a no? That's a no. I won't be having an alcoholic beverage, guys. I denied. No alcoholic beverages for me unless I make them myself. You know what I could do is text my neighbor. She'd probably make one for me and bring it over. Anyways, we'll still do the story. I just ain't, I just ain't getting an alcoholic beverage. So I just got shut down. All right. So I wrapped up the outlet. Go take a look at it. Go, go on my Facebook, on my Twitter, or on my Instagram. Most of them are at Spaz, W-A-A-F. And check out the photo of the outlet. Listen. She's not happy with it. She's like, look at this. This looks ridiculous. Yes, of course it does. It sticks out of the wall. But it is safe. It's wrapped up with electrical tape. It's no different than as if it was inside the box. It's just outside the box. So it's put together the same way, just not in the box, outside the box, taped up. Things perfect. You get power. It, uh, we're running something on it right now. We have a, 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 a Dyson... Um, uh, a battery-powered vacuum. It's hooked up to it right now. The thing's chilling. We're done. Check it out and see what you guys think about it. I don't. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Not. Not a problem. I mean, I'm not going to call an, an effing electrician to put in a, a, an outlet. Now, I get it. There are wrong ways to do it. You could have reverse polarity or pol- whatever the hell it's called. I understand. You want to know what's even better, bro? I put that thing on without even turning off the electricity because I'm not a moron. I know that if you touch all the wires together, you're going to get shocked. And if you don't touch the wires together, you won't get shocked. So boop, put that thing in there. And if you do get shocked, you're only getting zapped by like a 15 to 20 amp zap. Don't be a bitch. You're going to be fine. Anyways, it's done. It works. But now I have to replace it with one that fits. But that one stands for now. It looks phenomenal. Go check it out. Tell me what you guys think about my work. Next thing is, I'm kind of pissed off here. We do need an alcoholic beverage for this story that we're going to talk about. But let's see if maybe she'll come down with one. Uh, and maybe she won't. All right. Other things to comment on. Swan boats. Just came out that the swan boats. Yeah. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, wherever, right outside of Boston. And I talk about stuff that happens in Massachusetts because this is where I live. Now, swan boats is one of those big attractions that people love to go to the Boston Common. It might actually be in the in the public garden side of the um, of the whole complex or whatever the hell the, the place is called. And people love to go to the Swan Boats. Now they're closed, and the, I don't even care that they're closed because the Swan Boats are the stupidest effing thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I don't know why people like going on the Swan Boats. It's ridiculous. Literally, the Swan Boat is a boat that has a swan on the front of it, seats like 10, 15 people. And it, it takes you on a little trolley around a pond. It's ridiculous. There's no fun exuded whatsoever. It's boring as hell. And I can't even believe it's an attraction that people would want to go see. I've never in my life ever been like, oh, let me go to Boston so that I can get on one of the swan boats. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. And nobody cares that it's closed. I just had to get my opinion out on that. No, no biggie. Either way, I don't care. Swan boats are garbage. Dudes that take their chicks out on the swan boats, you're a, yeah, I, I can't even say the word, right? You're a mutant. Oh, see, I did get a drink. I even cut a now, did you make this? I did. I don't know if I did it right. All right, guys. So Natalie, my uh, uh, my wife's best friend, a friend, best friend, yeah, uh, best friend up there. So say hi to everybody. Hey. Hi, guys. Nat brought me a drink, I but. Did. Most of the people are on the podcast, but thanks, Nat. I appreciate it. All right, so we do have an alcoholic beverage. Let's taste the uh, quality. Mmm. It's good. It's strong. That's how I like it. Now, we're going to... Now, I appreciate... Hey, can you shut that door? I appreciate the... I have to now rate the alcoholic beverage before we move on. Okay, so that the next time Natalie makes me an alcoholic beverage, she does it the proper way as as to how I would like it. First things first, we can all take a look at the at the alcoholic beverage and we can see a major problem. Can anybody tell me what the major problem is with this alcoholic beverage? I'll just get right to it. There's not enough ice. If there is any liquid with no ice, there's just the bottom part of my glass here, the ice is floating, not enough ice. First problem, not enough ice. Second problem is... The straw, just a mixer, bro. I don't use a straw. Real men don't use straws. I use it as a mixer, so she gets kudos for the mixer. Also gets kudos for not putting 
a lime. I don't like the lime with my captain. So, boom. First thing, Shane got it. Not enough ice. So that's a problem. You got to have more ice, bro. We always have to have more ice. Now, mm. other than that, the strength of the drink is bomb. There's plenty of out that When I drink an alcoholic beverage, bro, I have to taste the alcohol. And I can taste the alcohol on this one. It's fantastic. So let me, I got to taste it again. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I almost choked on it. All right. Strength of the drink, pretty good. So I, I, on terms of mixology, we have enough alcoholic alcohol in it that we can taste the alcohol, which I love. We and enough ginger ale in it that I can still taste the ginger, but the alcohol is even better. Only problem we have here is the ice ratio, not good enough. But other than that, pretty solid drink. Can't complain too much. Natalie made it for me. So that, thank you so much. Let's get a little more ice next time. Mmm. No, did someone just say it was was Nat wearing? Bro, it's muzzle pig. It's not pig mask. It's muzzle pig. No, Natalie was not wearing the muzzle pig mask that my daughter made up. <laughs> muzzle pig, dude. I'm I'm actually gonna use that from now on. So from now from now on, um, when there's like a uh, uh if I want to call a chick, uh, uh, in in the news like a whore or she's a charlatan or something like that, I'm gonna call her a muzzle pig. So from now on, if there's a woman that I don't like, for example, let's say she's a Karen, we're going to call her a muzzle pig in, in honor of my daughter. She made that. She came up with them. Dude, she came up with the muzzle pig. Muzzle pig. I can't even get over that. My fucking daughter. She has, she's got the muzzle pig, bro. <laughs> Kid. I'm going to start calling everybody's wife a muzzle pig. You're going to be like, yeah, your wife, but you're going to come to me and you're going to bitch about something. And normally I would say you're a mutant. I'm like, oh, that person's a mute. They're a mutant or they're a squid. Well, if it's about a girl, I'm just going to say, dude, she's a muzzle pig. <laughs> she's a muzzle pig. <laughs> I can't even. All right. Let's get, off. Let's, get, let's get away from it. Kid has a sip of alcohol and he's fired up, bro. Mm. That's one of the true things about me, about drinking alcohol. Is I know for sure that I could definitely be someone that could get addicted to drinking because when I drink, I get goosebumps. Like that first sip, bro, your arm lights up, you get goosebumps here, you get goosebumps here, your face gets a little red, you get happier, your eyes dilate, bro. Poof, love drinking. But I'm not dependent on it. I can walk away from it anytime. As a matter of fact, this is the first time I've had a drink during the week in a long time. I typically don't drink. You guys remember when we first started the podcast, I drink every single night when we did the podcast. Then I stopped. I said, hey, I don't need to drink. I only drink when I want to. And I wanted to have one drink. And we're going to. And, and since we have the beverage, since we have the kid muzzle pig, I can't get over it. <laughs> I'm like asking my daughter, what are you playing? She says muzzle pig. Dude, bro, I'm going to straight up. I'm going to be calling everybody's wife or everybody's chick a muzzle pig. Bro, your wife's a muzzle pig. I love it. All right. Let's 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 get to the story because we have the beverage. All right. So a study, uh, you know what? It's not even study. It's facts. Okay. A company uh, took all the sales of alcohol in the United States for all 50 states for 2019. Um, and they broke it down into a science, but the real big finding here is they figured out what how the states rank in terms of alcohol consumption. I'm not going to go through all 50 because I didn't want to write down all 50. All I cared about was where Massachusetts stood and who were the top five. So I have some awful news to tell you guys. The, the states that drink the most, right? Well, actually, they included D.C. It's important that I say they included D.C. because D.C. is in the top five. So... Um, out of the 50 states, the top five here, you know what? Why don't you guys guess, right? Massachusetts isn't one of them. You guys guess what you think the top five most alcoholic states are, meaning they drink the most booze. And I'll just tell you where mass it's, it's just a shame because Massachusetts wasn't even in the top 10. Massachusetts wasn't even in the top 15. Massachusetts was 19. I'm ashamed, bro. I do enough drinking. And my friends do enough drinking, and that my neighbors do enough drinking, that we should surely be 
in the top 10. It's a disappointing, disappointing show for Massachusetts to only pop up in at 19. But I think there's a catch to it, and, and I'll get to it. I think that Massachusetts is actually higher because they're going off the seal of alcohol. Off the seal of it. Where do people from Massachusetts typically buy their alcohol? You guys guess. Where do we go to buy our booze? We go to New Hampshire. So it's not going off bar sales. It's going off packy sales. It's going off the amount of alcohol bought at the packy store, at the the package, the liquor store, whatever you people call it. So we all buy our booze in New Hampshire. And I think that significantly fucked up our numbers. And that's why we only came in as 19. Because we're heavy drinkers. That's what we do in Boston. It's really the only thing we do. We drink. And then we drink. And then you drink more because someone calls you a bitch for not drinking enough. That's what we do. The muzzle pig comes out. And she's like, what? You don't want to drink? And I'm like, yeah, muzzle pig. I want to drink. Go get me one. Now. All right. Here are your top five. At number five, North Dakota. I would figure that North Dakota or a state like that would be in the top five because there's really seriously nothing else to do out there. All you're doing out there is getting handed. That's it. You're you're uh you you know you're corralling cows and buffalo and what whatever kind of other stuff out there. You you know you're hooking up with muzzle pigs and you're drinking. Uh, Nevada, number four. I, not a surprise. Las Vegas, tons of booze. I mean, that's 24 hours a day of alcohol uh, of alcohol consumption in Las Vegas. We're not surprised that Nevada's in the top four. Delaware is number three. Again, I'm not surprised by Delaware being that high on the list because it's close to Maryland, also close to Delaware, D.C. A lot of drinking happening in the state capital. A lot of people work there. A lot of people drinking, get it. Number two is actually Washington, D.C. I would have figured D.C. would have been the number one. There is so much alcohol consumption happening in the nation's capital and so much booze being bought for all the politicians. Bro, it's the politicians. They're throwing parties, alcohol consumption. They're having fundraisers, alcohol consumption. And then people just straight up getting hammered all day long in D.C. Number one. The number one state that consumes the most alcohol, and it's by a landslide. So the study broke it down per person. So typically, on average in the United States, a single person buys about 2.5 gallons of alcohol a year. In New Hampshire, the number one state for alcohol consumption, it's almost five gallons of alcohol per person. Now, that's where Massachusetts comes in. I believe that's where Maine comes in and Vermont comes in. We all buy our booze from New Hampshire, and I think New Hampshire is getting helped by New England in general. I think that the whole Mass, Vermont, and Maine bumped up the score for New Hampshire and sent it through the uh, uh, stratosphere. Sure, there's a ton of drinking going on in New Hampshire, but a lot of that booze being bought is from out of state. You can't fight me on that. So disappointing that Mass... They should have accounted for that. They should have just said New England. You know, anytime you're doing... Hold on. Anytime you're doing something uh, with the 50 states... You should just do New England and count it as one because we're so intertwined. And, and kick, bro, it, New England, to me, kick Rhode Island out, kick Connecticut out. New England is is Mass, and it's uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Those other two states, see you later. They can be considered the tri-state for all I care. Send them to New York. Bye. See you later. You guys are more New York than you are New England. Get the hell out of here. So anytime they do a study on all 50 states and include D.C., they need to just say, all right, New England is one. Because we all buy our, so we do, we go to New Hampshire for like everything. There's no sale tax, uh, sales tax in New Hampshire. We go up there, uh, people who are smoking butts, bro, they're up there, they're like, ah, I gotta get my butts. I wanna get a, get a cotton of butts at AOTS. I gotta go to AOTS and get my butts. So there you have it. Top five, North Dakota, number four, Nevada, number three is Delaware, number two is Washington, D.C. And honestly, when you think about it, no surprise, New Hampshire is number one because all of New England is going there to buy their booze. Plain and simple. There's no way New Hampshire drinks more than Mass. There, there just isn't. There's not even that many people living in freaking New Hampshire. Mm. 
See, this is where the ice comes to problem. It's my drink is now the ice is starting uh, to melt. The ice is melting and the beverage is running out of ice. All right, so we got through that. Um, swan boats. I'm just trying to figure out what, what what what's next. This was great about the program is I get to kind of decide in what direction we go. Let me let me do a quick time check and see what I like. All right. So according to a new study, uh, what type of worker do bosses like the most, and what type of worker are typically the most productive? New study shows that the most productive people at work and the most liked people by the boss at work are people that are narcissistic. I, I don't know if I said the word, a narcissistic, is that how you say it? Narcissistic, narcissistic. People that just love themselves. Bro, this is, let me tell you something. This is a, a no-brainer to me, 150%. People that are, 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 are conceited or narcissistic that love themselves are definitely high performers. First off, they got a ton of energy. Second off, they want to be the best. They don't want to lose to you. They will do whatever they can do to be the best because it helps them pump themselves up. I myself am somewhat of a narcissistic person. I love myself. 150%, I love me way more than I love you. I love me more than my kids. I love me more than anybody. I think I am the freaking best thing ever. I think my podcast is great and I got like a thousand listeners, bro. And I think it's better than Joe Rogan's and I don't even make that kind of money. I believe I am the greatest. I am 100% for me, period. I love me. I'm all about Anthony. Anthony is number one. Makes me a high performer because I want to be the best. Because I want to do things awesome. Because I want people to be like, damn, this dude does everything good. So you'll be a high performer. So that's that, that to me is true or true. But not only is that, the, the, the people that are narcissistic, they want the ball. They want the ball. They want the leadership role. They want to take control of, of the situation. They want to kill it. They want it. Now, that can be good and bad because you could have someone that's, that, that's got a big head that sucks, right? So if you get somebody that's got a big head and, you know, they're conceited but they suck and you put all your eggs in that basket, you're toast. But if you got someone that, hot, that works hard, cares about stuff, wants to be the best and only cares about himself, awesome. It's the only way to go through life. You got to care about yourself first. If you don't, you think other people care about you? That, that gets right into the time suck people. You're going to let people time suck you because you don't care about yourself. You're going to let people eat up your time because you don't put you first. When you put you first, that's all that matters. You know what you guys should check out is this dude, Dan Panetta. He's awesome. And this guy is all about me first. He's not, not me, but telling people that you need to be you first. And it's clear right there that bosses corporations like people that are me-centric. Now, you want a team player, for sure, but they want people that are me-centric because those people perform better, and they come across as being assholes because they perform better. One, they do better, they get paid more, and they ain't got a problem with picking themselves over you. They don't have any beef whatsoever with being like, yep, I'm the best, I choose me, and if you don't like it, bounce. No problem whatsoever. It's like getting a drink. It's like if I, I'm not going to get my own drink, you're going to get my drink. I'm too good to get my own drink. I'm busy doing my podcast. Get me a drink. These same people tend to be, like I said, high performers. They tend to be the big money makers. And yeah, they come across as being a dick. But I would say this. I'd rather be a dick and have no friends, but do things the way I want them done, and live my life the way I want to live my life, then bend over and have other people tell me what to do because I feel bad. But you know that this is a big problem here in the United States is we all feel bad. We feel bad for other people. Someone, someone asked you to do a favor and you don't get the nuts to say no because you feel bad. Or someone wants to time suck you and you don't care about yourself enough so you don't say no. Or you're busy and you're working on a project, and you want to work on that, and you want to kill it, and you tell all the other team members, hey, I got this, and they don't like it, because you got it, well, tough crap, I do it better than you, so I'll do it, leave me alone, I got this, I'm out, period, 100% people that are narcissistic are high performers, I know this for a fact, I worked with a bunch of people 
that are narcissistic. Not now, but when I worked at WAF, the, the, the egos were ridiculous, but people were performers. People got things done because they wanted to be the best. And they did bigger things because they wanted to be the best. They wanted to impress. Someone just said that's a lonely path. Listen, I would rather be lonely and happy than to be with a bunch of people sucking off me and sucking my time and making me miserable. I'd rather have, give me all the cash and everybody else can go screw themselves. In my life, since I started checking out this dude, Dan Panetta, at about age 30, 39, 40, I realized that I wasted 40 years of my life doing stuff for other people instead of doing stuff for me. If I just did shit for me, bro, I'd be a billionaire. But I do stuff for other people. Now I don't. Now it's me and everybody else can suck it. Period. Don't care. I'll step on your face to get an inch better because I'm about me. Plain and simple. And that's how you should live. And who the hell needs like, bro, you kidding me? I want you to think about that for a second. You don't, you got, you got an hour, right? You got an hour of free time and someone wants to try to suck a half hour of that. No, bro, I'll take my hour of free time. (whistles) Bye-bye. I don't want to help you, and I don't care if you like me. Same thing in business. I'll give you an example. I don't do estimates. I'll do it over the phone, but I'm not coming to your place to do an estimate. Ain't happening. The price is the price is the price. We started doing that stuff because we started taking our time more serious and making my I'm more valuable than going out there, giving you a quote so that you can go bounce it off some other dickhead. Not going to happen. I got value, and if you don't like it, don't do business with me, and my business is doing fine. Plain and simple. I create content. If you don't like my content, good. Because I don't create it for you. I create it for me. When I started doing things for myself and putting myself first, my life is better. When I do what Anthony wants to do and not what other people want to do, life is better. So yeah, you want me to be narcissistic because if I work for you, if I'm working for you, you're going to be happy because I'm a high performer. But I got offered a job the other day. I I turned it down because I got to take chunk, but I was like, no, I'm all set. I uh, honestly, the, the truth of the matter is I asked straight up. I was like, how much an hour? They're like 30 bucks an hour. I was like, get out of here. $30 an hour. Fuck. <laughs> 30 bucks an hour, please. That's not really why I said no. It's actually a pretty good wage uh, for, for the job that they were asking me to do. But the, the, the point of the matter is I'm a narcissistic person. And I, I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro, I'm not trying to make 30. I'm trying to make 100 bucks an hour. I'm trying to make $150 an hour. I want to make $200 an hour. I want to make, you know, $10,000 a day. I'm that good. And I believe in myself like that. And you should too. And that's why people that are narcissistic are, are just better. We're, we're, we're going to work to that end. Like when, I, when my fucking wife is like, oh, you're not good enough to be on Barstool. I'll make this podcast so damn good that they'll have to offer me a job. And then I'll be like, I don't want it. I'm good. I'll show you guys. I would take it. I got BS on that. But the the point of the matter is, when you put yourself first, you do better. Now, we're going to move on from that because it gets tiring. Listen to some dude suck his own cock. So we'll move on. Point of the matter is, put yourself first and your life will change. When you start thinking about you first, then you can do all the other things you want to do and you can be happy. When you stop, when you put other people first, you're not going to be happy at all. Because all you're going to be doing is be a slave to other people. And who cares if they don't like you for it? Who cares? Who cares? Show, I'll show you. You show me your father. I'll show you your future. You show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Don't worry about that crap. You got to do what's right for you. Period. That's all there is in this life. You and that's it. Then you can help your friends. You if you help yourself first. And you get big and you get rich, bro, you can't, you can't help shit if you don't got money. If you got money, go help your friends after that. All right. Um, let's get to the 600 bucks a week. All right. So we got, we got about two weeks left of people getting the extra $600 check from the, from the government, from the federal government. You're still going to get your unemployment. Your state unemployment is still going to happen. Hold on, my TikTok got messed up. Your state unemployment will still happen, okay? But you're going to lose the $600 a week from the government. And it's not, and, and you're not getting it back. It ain't happening. They've, Trump has already said, we're not doing it. The uh, Secretary of the, uh, uh, of the Treasury, the, 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 the Treasurer, 
He said, no, ain't going to happen. You're going to lose that money. Now, there's two sides to this. You have the Democrats that are saying that it's crucial that people continue to get free money because they need it to survive through this time. Then you have other people like business owners, for example, like the business owner that offered me a job because he can't get people to come back to work because people make more money being on unemployment and making the extra $600 a week. They don't want to come back to work. The government has created a, uh, a disincentive for people to work. And I get it. Why the hell would you want to work? If you were making more money staying at home than doing your actual job. So I can understand that from people. But I'd have a little pride. See, I don't collect it. And I probably could have. I probably could have collected it. No, I worked straight through the pandemic. I don't even make that much money. Matter of fact, I would have loved to get that extra 600 bucks a week. But I worked. Now, I'm totally cool if one person in your family's working. And the, the, the other person is laid off. And they were collecting fine. If you were laid off... Legitly, awesome, collect it, no problem. The problem here, the real problem, is we've created a society now where people feel entitled to get this money. They all of a sudden can't live without the extra $600 that they were never getting before. That they went and they burnt and they spent it and they didn't do the right thing with the money. They didn't pay their bills, their mortgage payments, or their rent. We know they didn't pay their rent because every state is putting a ban on evictions so they didn't pay their rent or their electric bills or the gas bills or car payments and stuff like that. They took the money, they bought flat screen TVs, maybe they went away on a vacation, but they didn't do the right thing with the money. And now the money's going away and these people don't know what to do. They can't live. They think they should get it. They deserve to get it. Well, I don't think you deserve to get it. I work and I pay taxes and it's my tax money going to you while you stay home. And I don't, bro, that's just not fair. Like, I don't even, I, it's, it's enraging to me. When I hear people talk about how they're getting a check, an extra $600 a week, and I'm out grinding, I, I hate you. I hate, I literally, and I don't really hate people. Things don't get under my skin like that. I, I look at you and I'm like, dude, you're a muzzle pig. That's what I look, that's how I feel about you. I'm like, ah, oh, so, so I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to work my butt off. And I'm going to continue to try to keep my business alive. And you're just going to stay home. And you're going to collect an extra 600 a week. And then when it runs out, you're going to bitch and moan and be like, oh, I need that money to survive. Well, this is what I would say. Again, I need to be the father of the United States as the dad of this country. I would say to you right in the face, I would say, well, I apologize, son. But here in the United States of America, you don't get money unless you work. You have to get a job. And if you want to buy things like a car or you have rent or you have other things to pay for, you need to get a job. What you don't do is sit at home and not go back to work because the government was nice enough to give you 600 bucks a week during this time of need. And then you don't bitch and try to get more money. People will not stand for it. That would be a bigger problem in this country than the race, than the issue of race. Trust me, hard-working people of America will never be okay with a class, or uh, yeah, I'll just call it with a class of people that are getting six hundred dollars a week while they are working hard and paying taxes, which goes to you. Now, some people I was talking to someone about this today. They were like, "Oh, bro." You know, you pay taxes to, to my, I don't have anybody who goes to, to goes to school in Revere yet, right? But I pay taxes, property taxes, which pays for the Revere school. So they say, oh, you're paying for the Revere, uh, for, for the public schools in Revere. I'll happily pay for public education. That is something I'm in favor of. I think the best way to, to, to get this country to be better is to educate people. I am 100% okay with my property taxes going towards schools, even if I don't have a kid in it. I'm okay with it. It's not that much money. It's not that big of a deal to me. And honestly, education is key. So I'm all right with it. What I am not all right with is me putting in, and I don't work eight-hour days. I work 12-hour days. Me putting in a 12-hour day, kill, killing myself, 
literally, like, like I want you to think about it, bro. You're a, you're, you're, you're a union guy, right? You're a lifelong construction worker. Bro, you can barely walk. You got arthritis in the knees. Your hands are all messed up. You've been hitting the head with a hammer like 5,000 times over your life. But you continue to work. You continue to grind. And you're just making enough to get by. You're struggling. And then while you're struggling, you got some lazy ass fucks sitting, you know, who knows what they're doing. They're on Facebook all day long and they're like, oh, look, I'm at the zoo. And you're out grinding and they're taking your money. You're paying the taxes. No, it doesn't work. This needs to go away. It needs to stop. In general, I don't even think the government should have gave people 600 bucks a week to start with. Tough crap. Things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen all the time. I don't see the government giving out 600 bucks a week to people who have cancer. Does that happen? When you get cancer, right, and you can't work, does the government say, oh, hey, here's 600 bucks a week. You got cancer. You got AIDS. You're going to die soon. Here's 600 bucks a week. No, they don't do that crap. When, when someone's dad dies, right, do they give the family 600 bucks a week? They go, oh, hey, sorry, your father died. He was the provider of the family. We're going to give you 600 bucks a week. No, no, they don't. People deal with, with struggles all the time, and the government doesn't come out and give you guys money. You got to work for your money. You got lucky. You got a break. You should be thankful that you got it and not begging for more. Not trying to put other hardworking Americans in a tougher spot because you need more loot because you won't work. And then you'll say, oh, well, we can't find jobs. There's plenty of jobs. I'll challenge you guys right now. I could get a job. I could drop this job. I already know. Some guy offered me a job today. I can work. You know why? Because I work. Because I work. Because when the guy sees me, he goes, damn. That guy works. Simple. But you guys don't want to work. You want to make... Gets me so mad. People don't want to work because they feel like they don't make enough money. They're like, oh, I'm only getting paid $15 an hour. I would rather make $15 an hour and feel like a man than get $600 a week from the government to sit on my ass. I would. Plain and simple. I would rather... Work my ass off at a $15 an hour job. And I can assure you, no matter where I work, if it's the $15 an hour job that I have, I will not have it by the end of the month. I will move up very quickly. And I'll be moving to the $20 an hour job. And then I'll be moving to the $25 an hour job. And then I will be the manager. And then I'll be the general manager. And then from there, corporate will be like, let's get this dude in here. He's a narcissistic guy. and We love him. We're going to give him more money. All right, some people make another pretty good point, right? They're, they're saying, I have a job that isn't going back to work yet. I, my job, they haven't been reinstated. Listen, that's a tough situation, and I really do feel bad for you, but I'll just go right back to the fact that if you had cancer, right, or if your wife had cancer and you couldn't work, your company isn't paying you out. You're not getting 600 bucks. There's always going to be tough times and always going to be excuses for people to lean back on. There's no room for excuses. You got to find another way to make money. There's plenty of ways to make money. There are plenty of days where I don't have any work and I find a way to make work. It's the only way to move the country forward. Unless you guys just want a communist country. Unless you want the government to just completely take over and give us all money and we just all stay home. I don't know how that would be sustained because some people need to work. That's the only way to do it. Now, there is only one other way. I would approve of the 600 a week. And let me be clear on this. I still wouldn't approve of it this way. But if you're going to give people 600 bucks a week, right, that are staying home, then you should give the people that go to work 600 bucks as well. I'm going to work. I want $600. So if you're going to stay home and make 600 bucks, right, when I work at Take Junk, I don't make that much money. I'm maybe 700 bucks a week, something like that. And you're staying at home, you're ma- I'm only making $100 more than you. Well, since I'm going to work, I want the government to give me 600 bucks so that I'm now making 1300 and the playing field's a little even. So if you're going to get the money, I should get the money. Plain and simple. Give me the loot. Give the hardworking guy the loot. I'll take it. So that needs to go away. Now, this takes me to another topic. Is They're talking about doing... 
another round of stimulus checks. Of course, I am not in favor of another round of stimulus checks. Uh, listen, they can send it. I'm not going to get it. I don't qualify for it. It's another one of those things where I feel, hey, everybody should get it. Billionaires, millionaires, hundredaires, anybody that doesn't qualify should get it. Why should you guys get it and I don't get it? Everyone should get it. If you're going to send it out, all American people are equal. Give everybody the money. Plain and simple. I want the money. Now, here's what's happening. It seems like it's just going to turn into a nice little welfare handout because they're talking about making it only people who make $40,000 or under might get the second check. That is now just saying, okay, we're going to give the people who have crap jobs or the people that, that are on welfare or the people that can't work for themselves or don't want to work, we're going to give them extra money. So that's just an extension of welfare, and I'm not for that at all. Not for it. Don't make these people don't even fucking pay taxes anyways. All right, so please, let's not give them more money. If you want to give them something, give them a twelve hundred dollar credit, right? Here, here's what I say. You got a a family that's making forty thousand dollars or less, take the instead of spent giving them the twelve thousand, I'd rather you pay someone twelve grand twelve uh twelve hundred to find out why. They're only making forty a year. Go in with that family and say, what's going on here? How come you guys are only making $40,000 a year? And then if you find some true problem, like, all right, hey, listen, this dude got his legs blown off in the war. Give him whatever he wants. I don't care. Right, you're a veteran. You got your legs blown off. Anything you want. You got it. Done. Here you go. It's yours. But you go into the home and you're like, huh, you're only making $40,000 a year. You seem like a capable worker. Seems like you passed all your physicals. I don't. Why, why aren't you working more? Why do you only get this part-time job? Why are you only doing uh, this? You know, you, you should really. I, I find out why. And then, if you find out that they're a capable worker, I'd much rather you take that twelve hundred dollars and say, "All right, listen, we're gonna give you twelve hundred bucks towards training program. Where this twelve hundred dollars is gonna go to train you how to be a plumber, to train you how to be a carpenter." to train you to work on automobiles so that you can get a better job. My wife just came down. What's up, hon? Um, Natalie's dog bit, probably. It's fine. Okay. Little like on her face? Yeah. Uh, like, is it going to leave? I can't, I can't talk about that right now. That'll piss me off. Um, I'm leaving now. Is that okay? What, what do you mean you're leaving? Hold on, everybody. You guys have to kind of, like... That's a problem for me. What? No, you leaving is fine. I, I don't care if dogs bite the kids, but you only yeah, got, I do. Like, no, like, is she going to have a it's scar? Fine. No. You only got one chance. No, it's fine. All right, tell her. Is Presley staying or are you taking her? She's staying, but I'm, I'll wait until you're done. All right, I'm almost done. All right, anyways, I, I, see, guys, this is what I'm talking about, spilt milk. I'm in the and I'm in the depths of a conversation about people getting money, and now I'm steaming. So I, one of my biggest pet peeves with my kids is I actually have really good-looking kids. My son Nariam is a handsome young man, and my daughter Presley is beautiful. And that's not just me being uh, a narcissistic dink. You could look at my kids. My kids are both good-looking. I don't know how they got good-looking. I'm an ugly-ass dog. 100%. I'm a muzzle pig for sure. My daughter's beautiful, and one of my biggest pet peeves is. I don't want my kids, I, I say it all the time, because the reason I have a paranoia with it is it happened to my buddy Laugh when we were kids, one of my dogs bit him in the face, it bit it, bit his nose, and, and literally, you got one shot, I don't want my daughter's beauty to be taken away by a dog biting her in the face, and apparently, Natalie's dog bit her in the face, and I want to know if it's gonna, if it's like a problem, because I'll, dude, that, that kind of stuff pisses me off, not, not, I, got, I love Natalie, her dog's a little dog, so it's not that big of a deal, but I don't want my daughter to have some nasty ass dog bite scar on her face. It ruins her stock, bro. That played up straight up. I'll say I'll say how it is. It ruins my daughter's stock. I want my daughter to be beautiful because I want my daughter to marry somebody rich. Plain and simple. I want my daughter to be beautiful because the worst thing you can be in this world is a fat, ugly girl. Simple. Plain and simple. There is nothing worse in this world. African Americans say, oh, it's tough to be black. No, not as tough as to be a, a, a fat, ugly girl. A fat, ugly girls get nothing. 
You get nada. You can't marry rich. You get nothing. Being fat and ugly and you're a chick, it's the worst possible thing. If you're a muzzle pig, you're done. It, the, the, nobody wants to be with a muzzle pig. Period. You, you, nothing. Unless you are ridiculously skilled at something or you're a comedian and you make money on your own, being a fat, ugly chick sucks. I'll call it how it is. That's how it is. Ugly women, it's a tough life. Ugly dudes, no problem. I'm not a good looking guy. I have a very beautiful wife. I don't have any problem. None. Whatever. Dudes can be ugly. Dudes can be fat. Nobody cares. But when you're a chick and you're ugly, awful. But you're a chick, you're ugly and you're fat, even worse. It's the worst possible fate you could ever have in your entire life being a fat, ugly chick. I don't care. You'll never fight me on this. Try to fight me on it. I don't care how much you believe in yourself, how confident you are in yourself. If you are a fat, ugly chick, life sucks. Period. So, I don't want my daughter to have a dog bite scar on her face because I want my daughter to come home. Now, listen, I want my daughter to be a strong, powerful, beautiful woman who takes care of herself. But in the event that she doesn't, I am okay and I will accept a bank statement from a man that comes to my door and says, Hey, Mr. Paziali, I really love your daughter. I want to get married. I say, That's great. Bank statement. He's going to show me his bank statement and say, no, 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 buddy. I want to see your parents' bank statements. I want to know what you come from. Do you come from old money, bro? Or are you, uh, or are you like new money? Are you coming in here and you got, you got the gleam in your eye and you think you're going to work really hard and put my daughter through that crap like I put Kaylee through it because I'm trying to be a successful man? No, not going to happen. I want to know that your parents' parents had money and that you guys still have money. Bank account me. I, boom. And I don't care what the dude looks like. Guy could be a damn squid. Comes through the door and he's got old money. Boom. Oh, your parents. Oh, 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 oh. You know, like that guy from coming to America. He's like, he's like, he's got his money. He's got his own money. He's a prince. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't want my daughter's stock to be brought down, bro, by a dog bite. That's all I'm saying. That's what spilt milk's all about, man. Right there. At, hold on. All right, we got to end the podcast. We're running out of time. That's spilt milk at its best. Spilt milk on this program is plain and simple. When I'm talking about something or, or there's a topic that pisses me off, like giving people $1,200, and then I get interrupted by a personal problem, which is my daughter got bit by a dog in the face. And, you know, my first thought isn't like, oh, you know, did it break the skin? Does she have to get a tetanus shot? My first thought is, is this going to leave a, a, a scar? Because if it does, that's a problem for me. I want my daughter to be beautiful. I do. I just That's it. You should all want beautiful daughters. Now, if you end up with a fat, ugly looking daughter, no biggie. Love her just the same. But life's going to be that road. It's going to be less traveled. 100%. You're going to be taking that less traveled road all the... Well, actually, the road will be traveled a lot by a bunch of dudes. But your road to success will be tough. But if you are pretty... And you have a father like me who cares enough. I will guide you in the right direction. And I will set you up with men that have bank account statements that are worthy of your beauty. Bank account statements that will leave you a millionaire if they leave you. Bank account statements that will take care of you the way Jeff Borzo's wife got, Bezos wife got taken care of. And I have no shame in saying it whatsoever. I want my daughter to marry somebody rich. All right. That's going to do it for the podcast. Guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. People on the podcast, subscribe. Please subscribe. Um, if your daughter happens to be uh, fat and ugly, I apologize. I'm sure she's going to be a real strong woman someday. And best of luck to her, but it is going to be a lot tougher. Thanks for listening.